Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 127 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Riders Republic. The games coming out this week include Tunchy, Conway Disappearance at Dahlia View, Bloodshore, The Solitaire Conspiracy, Demon Turf, Just Dance 2022, The Binding of Isaac, Repentance, Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rise of Shifter, Forza Horizon 5, Call of Duty Vanguard, Blood Rally Show, The Gardener and the Wild Vines, and Ghost Sync. New games with gold for November 2021 have been announced, and they are as followed. On Xbox One, you can play Moving Out from November 1st to the 30th. On Xbox One, Kingdom Two Crowns from November 16th to December 15th. From 360, you can play Rocket Knight, available from November 1st to the 15th. And Lego Batman 2 DC Superheroes from November 16th to the 30th. Moving Out is pretty fun, but overall, a lackluster month. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have 8 to cover this week. Number 1. New Wu-Tang Clan RPG reportedly in development for Xbox. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Well, here's something we didn't see coming. A new Wu-Tang Clan-themed game is reportedly in development for Xbox. Details of the game come from both Jez Corden at Windows Central and VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb. The report suggests that a project under the codename Shallon is actually a potential Wu-Tang Clan game developed by Brass Lion Entertainment in partnership with Microsoft. According to Corden's sources, Shallon is a, quote, third-person melee-oriented RPG complete with four-player co-op, end quote. The game's campaign will run a couple of dozen hours and will have a large endgame with seasonal content updates. You'll also be able to acquire loot, including weapons and gear, and procedural endgame dungeons and more tailor-made events. Corden also notes that Wu-Tang Clan will be making the game soundtrack. If the rumor does turn out to be true, this would be our second Wu-Tang Clan game. Those who are old enough might remember the fighting Wu-Tang Shaolin-style Wu-Tang Taste the Pain in Power Regions, which launched back in 1999. What an interesting and weird news story to lead off this week. Certainly something that I'd be interested in because it seems so zany and weird. Give me some of that Wu-Tang music, give me an RPG, and let's see if we can find some good gameplay. Number two, the Banner Saga Studios reportedly making an Xbox-exclusive codenamed Project Belfry. Chris Scullion at VGC writes, The studio behind the critically acclaimed The Banner Saga is working on an Xbox-exclusive it has been claimed. Jez Corden at Windows Central stated during a podcast earlier this month that he was aware of an Xbox exclusive with the codename Belfry, but that he wasn't sure about what it was, other than a reference to Bell Towers. The information was expanded on by journalist Jeff Grubb, who claimed during a Giant Bomb video show that the game is in development at Stoic Studio, the team behind the Banner Saga trilogy. According to Grubb, the game will have a similar hand-painted look at the Banner Saga games do, but while those titles are tactical RPGs, Project Belfry will be more of a 2D side-scrolling action game. Grub cited Vanillaware's PlayStation-exclusive Dragon Crown as an example of the sort of game Project Belfry would be similar to. He also claimed that the art style will resemble Studio Ghibli's film Princess Mononuki, and that the Belfry in the title will be a base where players can likely craft and upgrade items. Stoic Studio released the Banner Saga in 2014, with sequels in 2016 and 2018, but it's not publicly known what they've been working on over the past three years. This is pretty exciting. I was always intrigued by the Banner Saga. I think I tried to play it like five minutes or so back in the day, but it just didn't do it for me right away. Obviously, didn't give it a proper chance, but I love these different type of games that would clearly be coming to Xbox Game Pass. Number three, Uncharted director Amy Henning working on AAA Marvel game. Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central writes, 
Amy Henning, best known for her work directing the first three Uncharted games, is working on a new AAA Marvel game at Skydance New Media, the company announced on Friday. A division of Skydance Media, Skydance New Media, is a new studio led by Hennig and former Electronic Arts senior producer Julian Beek. The game is described as a blockbuster action-adventure game that will be an original take on the Marvel Universe. Quote, I can't imagine a better partner than Marvel for our first game. The Marvel Universe epitomizes all the action, mystery, and thrills of the pulp adventure genre that I adore and lends itself perfectly to an interactive experience. It's an honor to be able to tell an original story with all the humanity, complexity, and humor that Marvel makes characters so endearing and to enable our players to embody these heroes that they love," end quote, Henning said. The team at Skydance New Media is composed of video game veterans as well as consultants familiar with TV, movies, and comic books. The team is also, quote, story-focused, end quote, fitting with Henning's prior work. This is very exciting, very exciting indeed. Now, I never played the Uncharted games yet, even though The Last of Us is my favorite video game of all time. So I'm meaning to go back and play them this year. However, give me that AAA Marvel game, give me that good story that Emmy Henning is known for, I am all in. Number four, Warner Bros. Smash Bros. style game Multiverse is leaking all over the place. Wesley and Peele at Eurogamer writes, The leaks continue for Warner Bros. Smash Bros. style game Multiverse. Multiverse, which Warner Bros. has yet to announce, has suffered a number of leaks in the last week, including details of playable characters and even a portion of the game's character select screen. Now, images that show stages have leaked via a document that first appeared on the Discord of Smash content creator Papaginos, via Reset Era. The images appeared to confirm the Treehouse from Adventure Time and the Get Shifty concert from Rick and Morty are stages. Or the projects had to include the likes of Scooby-Doo Shaggy, Lord of the Rings Gandalf, Tom and Jerry, Fred Flintstone, Mad Max, and Johnny Bravo as playable characters, initially surfaced on Reddit and was subsequently verified by Gamesbeat Jeff Grubb. The images show a portion of the game's character select screen revealed a mysterious new character alongside Steven Universe, Batman, Harley Quinn, Adventure Time's Finn and Jake, Shaggy, Superman, Wonder Woman, Gandalf, Rick and Morty's Rick, Bugs Bunny, and Tom and Jerry. The document revealed yesterday shows just how similar Multiverse is to Smash Bros, and apparently confirms a knockback percentage system Smash Bros fans will be familiar with. The latest leak also comes with supposed new gameplay details including Arya from Game of Thrones as a playable character, Prior leaks suggest Multiverse could be free to play, with future fighters such as basketball star LeBron James to be sold as DLC. If you pay attention to games media, what an interesting track this game, if it's real, has already been on, considering all the leaks over the past week. I like how weird and zany it looks, I don't love that it's free to play, it's hard to compete with Smash Brothers because it's just so top tier, but this would be cool if this game looks really good, which the Switch can't really do, and it has a great online infrastructure so we can play with all of our friends. That would have me interested. Let's see if this game, when it is, finally announced. Number five, Halo Infinite campaign gameplay trailer shows off outposts, upgrades, enemies, and more. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, 343 Industries has given us another taste of Halo Infinite's campaign in an all-new gameplay gameplay overview trailer, revealing more on Infinite's story, its open-world sandbox, upgrades, enemies, and more. According to 343, the Banished have defeated UNSC forces and have taken control of Zeta Halo and are threatening the survival of humankind. In the trailer, which looks like a significant step up in quality compared to what we saw last year, we see more of the Zeta Halo's open world, with Master Chief traveling to various outposts by way of several different vehicles and bringing the fight to the Banished, using that awesome grappling hook. The trailer also shows us a little more on the various upgrades we can make to Master Chief's grapple shot, shield core, threat sensor, drop wall, and thrusters. Halo Infinite's $60 campaign, which will also be available with Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass for PC, launches alongside the game's free-to-play multiplayer on December 8th, though 343 has confirmed that Halo Infinite's campaign co-op mode and Forge will launch at a later date. My god, this get me hyped even more for Halo Infinite. 
It looks so much better than a year ago. Go watch the video, and if you haven't seen the side-by-side -side with Craig, go check it out. Number 6. Call of Duty Warzone's new Pacific map, Caldera, has a release date. Chris Gullion at VGC writes, Activision has confirmed the release date for Caldera, the upcoming new map for Call of Duty Warzone, which will herald the end of the existing Verdansk map and add dogfighting to the mix. Caldera will be available on December 2nd, the same date Season 1 of what will be known as the Pacific Warzone era begins. Players who own Vanguard will get 24 hours early access. As exclusively revealed by VGC in June, the map will be set in the Pacific. Raven Software confirmed this in September, saying it will feature original locations and share new engine technology with Vanguard, which is powered by an updated version of the Modern Warfare engine. As part of a lengthy blog article detailing all of its plans for Call of Duty Vanguard, Activision explained the plans for Warzone's new Pacific era and the resulting destruction of the Verdansk map it replaces. On November 18th, a new limited time mode called Operation Flashback will begin allowing players to relive the past 18 months on the Verdansk map. Players will be rewarded with an emblem for taking part and an animated calling card if they win. Then starting on November 24th, a new Secrets of the Pacific event developed by Benox will let players find out more information about Caldera and its points of interest by completing challenges in both Warzone and Vanguard. Activision says that on November 30th, quote, the destruction begins, end quote, with another Beanox developed event that will bring a spectacular and fitting end to your time in Verdansk as we say farewell to the Kostovian city forever. This is followed by the official launch of the Warzone Pacific Era and the Caldera map on December 2nd, with Vanguard players being able to access it on December 1st. When Season 1 also launches on December 2nd, players will gain access to a Vanguard Royal playlist which will showcase all the new content from the update including biplanes and anti-air trucks. This has me interested, I really haven't played Warzone consistently for about 7 months now, but I was so into it when it first came out. Give me that new map, hopefully it's good, a fresh take on Call of Duty Warzone, and I'll be all in. Number 7, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition and New Creations Detailed. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Bethesda has shared a few of the updates and creations arriving with The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition, including new quest lines like Saints and Seducers, weapons and armor from Morrowind, fishing, and a new survival mode. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition will be released on November 11, 2021, and includes all previously released Creation Club content, new creations like Ghosts of the Tribunal and The Cause, and four free creations that will also be available to the Special Edition's owners, including Saints and Seducers, Rare Curious, Survival Mode, and Fishing. A whole lot more on this game, but I did want to touch on this since Elder Scrolls V Skyrim is one of the biggest games literally of all time. Go read more if you're interested. I do have that little bit of itch, even though I know I won't get to it, to go actually play it since I only played about 15 hours of Skyrim back when it launched. And number 8, Microsoft acquires Two Hat, a moderation company that helps keep Xbox clean. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Microsoft has acquired Two Hat, a content moderation provider that helps keep harmful content off Xbox. Founded nearly 10 years ago by a former Disney Interactive Security Specialist, Two Hat uses AI to classify and filter billions of human interactions across messages, images, usernames, videos, and more. Microsoft has been working with Two Hat in the past few years to improve its Xbox communities, but that the terms of the deal were not disclosed. Quote, for the past few years, Microsoft and Two Hat have worked together to implement proactive moderation technology into gaming and non-gaming experiences to detect and remove harmful content before it ever reaches numbers of our communities, end quote, explains Dave McCarthy, head of Xbox product services. Quote, Two Hat's technology has helped to make global communities in Xbox, Minecraft, and MSN safe for users, end quote. The acquisition is designed to improve Microsoft's first-party content moderation in gaming and even extend to the company's consumer services. Microsoft has big plans for consumer services after hiring a former Uber exec to lead new consumer apps earlier this year. I think this is some good news. We need to keep the hate and vitriol off of the Xbox and online services, so this is a step in that right direction, keeping with Microsoft's goals that they have outlined over the past couple years. 
As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is more of a PSA over news that came out over the last week, thanks to an update. Credit to Tom Warren at The Verge. You can now play Steam PC games on an Xbox with NVIDIA's GeForce Now. NVIDIA is unlocking access to its GeForce Now streaming service on Microsoft Edge today, allowing Xbox owners to play Steam PC games on their console. GeForce Now includes access to more than 1,000 PC games, and NVIDIA has finally started updating the support for Edge browser that now ships on Xbox in a beta update to GeForce Now today. It brings the dream of playing PC games on an Xbox one step closer to reality, as the result is easy access to stream PC games to an Xbox. As the base GeForce Now service is free, you can stream popular PC games like Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, and League of Legends at 1080p for an hour-long session. Gotta say, this is pretty cool. I love the fact that you can do all these crazy things now with Xbox thanks to the Edge browser, even though I've never engaged in any of it myself, but it's nice to have the options out there. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've gotten about four to five hours into Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm absolutely loving this game. Please go check it out, support it. It's really something special. My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.